You're listening to Hit Big Entertainment. Welcome to the MAC Podcast. In this episode, we will discuss the book Nothing Ever Dies by Viet Thanh Nguyen. We're your favorite hosts, Michaela Mata, Alyssa Cabrera, and Sid Graf. It's the hot girl coach and BTS. Would you like some socks? If you call now at 123457890, you can earn two free pairs of hot pink Grandma Susie socks. Yes, really. If you call now at 123457890, you can earn two free pairs of hot pink Grandma Susie socks. Hey, Michaela. How? Oh, what's up? Do you do you like ramen? Oh, of course I do. What about you, Alyssa? Heck yeah. Oh my god, what are we eating? So do I. You know what the best ramen place in this area is? What? Oh, what is it? Your mom's ramen. Oh. oh my goodness. If you go today, dear listener, to your mom's ramen, the best ramen place in the area, and use our code MACPODCAST, you get free ramen for a whole freaking year oh my Heck goodness yeah. a whole freaking year all you have to do is go and use our code thank you Hi. <laughs> I feel awkward. McDonald's. Yeah, I, I mean Mc, McDonald's. <laughs> what do you call it? No, 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 no. Do we get copyright if we say McDonald's? I don't think so. It's McDonald's. What are they gonna do? Throw a French fry at me? Yes. Man, I'm a catcher with my mouth done. McDonald's. <laughs> so this book it's divided up into sections. Ethics, industries, 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 <laughs> and aesthetics. Aesthetics. Before that comes a section titled Just Memory. But basically, it's about systems of power, the whole book, systems of power, and how um, war is essential to adding to that system of power. And what gives war such power is the name itself. I think that um, the book essentially is also about identity and how. Well, in their in the first part, actually, they talk about how the name of a war defines mm-hmm. and gives the identity of that war. But it's really hard for individuals of minority groups to really define and give it a name because it's misinterpreting both sides of the war. So Americans and Viet- Vietnamese, Vietnamese, goodness. Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for example, the Americans and the Vietnamese, um, the Vietnamese call it the American War, while the Americans call it the Vietnamese War, even though they're talking about the same war. So having two differing um, names for it, it gives them kind of like just an identity crisis, essentially. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of yeah. awkward. And that whole the whole name thing 
giving it a name gives it more power than it already has, and by naming it something like the American War, the Vietnamese War, it gives, not only does it give power to the side that wins, but it also takes away the power from the side that loses, which really does affect the density of the nation that the war is about. Um, and in the book, Nguyen actually refers to the Vietnamese War, the American War, as his war, or the war, to strip it of such a conforming name, and it kind of gets rid of that conflicting size of identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and memorials. This is kind of touching into the next part, but mm -hmm. memorials remembering the war. Um, it It's different for remembering yourself and the people on your side than remembering the people on the other side, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, I don't know. Alyssa, what do you Memorials think? could also represent one one thing out of the entire war. Say it's re representing, like, one person out of the millions of people in there. It gives you... It perceives a war as something different than what the war actually is. It's like the concept of the one a single story mm -hmm. thing. Um, because in my section, actually, aesthetics on... In, like, practically most of my sections in aesthetics, it's on victims and voices, on true war stories, and on powerful memory. Um, all of those sections practically talk about how um, there's different ways to remember and acknowledge, like, both the dead, the war, and, like, everyone involved. But you have to see it in more of a wider perspective instead of your own narrow view mm -hmm. and i think it's really interesting because um like this whole um topic of listening to others people's stories you like you see that it it wasn't just what you learn in like school and i think that's what also my my section talks um. about of just forgetting um there's quote unjust ways of forgetting and so one example that the book gives is like it writes history to guys as a reconciliation instead of actually just blank point like saying what yeah yeah for sure. it is and tying it back to something said for my section is that all wars are fought twice once on the battlefield and once in memory so that kind of goes with what you're saying about how it's important that we don't remember just one side to history Mm -hmm. Remembering those multiple perspectives, excuse me, those multiple perspectives help you like really grasp what the war was about if it is about a war. We will now take a short ad break. Are you looking to be a better dancer? Really? Go to Yowaimo Dance Studios to dance as good as Itadori Yuji from Jujutsu Kaisen, featured on So You Know You Can Dance. Call 1-800-969-2466 to join our dance studio. Thanks! Yowaimo!
Do you need cash? Do you need cash fast? Squid Game Incorporated can help. For the small price of signing all your rights away, you can enter our game competition for a chance to win $50 billion. Call now at 010-243 to see if you qualify to win. Good luck and thanks for participating. back <laughs> well we're almost back all right cool we's back babes okay I feel like 10 pounds lighter anyways okay so book talk. my section is called industries it's in the middle of the book and basically it talks about how war is portrayed in production things like movies music stuff like that so First, I'm going to talk about how they're seen in movies. So, one thing that was mentioned in the book was that people assume they know things about... Well, this book is about the Vietnam War and stuff. So, it's about how Vietnam is based on in movies. And there's a quote in the book. It's on page 104. It says, They have been to Vietnam in the sense that they have seen it burn on screen and in photos since the war is the most chronicled, documented, reported, filmed, taped, and in all likelihood, narrated in war history. So basically, they're saying they know a lot about Vietnam Vietnam based on how, what they saw on the screen. And the thing is, on screen, they can... Things on screen are, like, changed to portray a certain thing. Uh-huh. Like, there's this... Like, you can... What? Hold on, what was I going to say? Things in movies are trade to focus on one thing. So... In one thing that was mentioned in this section was that was the memories of wealthy and higher class people mm-hmm. versus the lower class people. So the higher class people have more influence since they have the power, privilege, and resources to spread it around. And then the weak, well, I want to say weak people, but less privileged are only important when they are recognized in like an ad or something. When, so like when they're when they're used as underprivileged people yeah so like i see those ads and like africa mm-hmm. about the feeding children and stuff those those that's those people are only important in that moment because it was mentioned mm-hmm. so and then there's another part that well i'm gonna quote something else it says this is the shock of misrecognition seeing one's reflection in a cracked mirror and confronting one's disordered self so it's saying that if you see yourself in a movie and it's not how you want to be portrayed as other people, mm-hmm. you you try to justify this saying, oh, we, did, we didn't we did do this or did th- they did this too. You're basically saying you're trying to trick yourself into, into hmm, how should I word this? You're trying to trick yourself into thinking that you're better than what you saw as yourself on the movie, basically. Yeah, so it's like you're trying to glorify yourself. Mm, as, I yeah. see. Like you're trying to bring out your good qualities and hide your, yeah. your bad that, qualities. Yeah, that kind of ties in with um, something, a part of my section, actually, on true war stories. Um, there's a quote on page 233, and it says, Media-influenced memories and Hollywood-fabricated memories are... Um, are there to create surreal landscape memories that is neither fact nor fiction and this typically like creates narrow definitions of what is a good and truthful story Mm -hmm. to either side yeah okay 
Um, so there is something else about how war is seen. So, for example, in America, war trauma is seen through horror movies and things like that. So they're really exaggerated mm-hmm. to look scarier for people like that. And it basically gives something, gives a perspective of a war that isn't true at all mm-hmm. because it's extremely exaggerated. Like zombies, that's, yeah, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... In museums, they portray death in a more respectful way that helps remember the dead and how they died. And it points to, and it's basically saying that memory points to what is in the past. But the thing is, museums, things that are represented in museums, they could only portray like one part. They could like glorify this one person and um, basically use him to justify everything else that happened in the war. Mm-hmm. So they're basically mm. trying to hide something behind that one person they're representing in I the see. war. And to add on a little bit about that, there was a section in um, the part that you brought up um, about the Korean soldiers in the Vietnam War. And I think that the memorial they had there for the in Korea for the Korean soldiers they had this whole session in glorifying the Korean soldiers to try and, like, get people to think that, oh, joining the military is such a great thing. Like, they'll mm-hmm. be a hero. And in for the Vietnam War section, it wasn't even labeled under, like, a section called the Vietnam War. Um, it was labeled under, like, other, like, a miscellaneous category. I they didn't see. even show sides from, like, the Vietnamese people. They didn't show sides from the Vietnamese people at all. They mm-hmm. just showed, like, oh, this is what the Vietnamese people uniforms were, and this is how we won the war. Yeah. Alright, that ties actually perfectly into my section, um, aesthetics, and my first section is uh, on victims and voices. Um, it talks about, like, how political pieces, like, art pieces, like, how statues are kind of, like, political in this sense. Mm-hmm. Um it focuses, like, mostly on the problem of how they mourn the dead. So, like, what we were kind of talking about, how we're not really focusing on either the victim or, like, the person that lost. We're mm-hmm. more just focusing on the glorified hero that, quote-unquote, did all this good, but mm-hmm. we essentially just see, like, oh, I, I won! I won the war! Yeah. Instead of being like, I had to kill <laughs> so many to win the war. And so, I mean, in that, like, pieces of art, that kind of goes with um, books as well. Because books, they also really don't go over the victim's experience. It mm. only goes over the her- hero's experience. Unless and I think that's... From, yeah, yeah unless it's written from the minority group or, like, the victim's point of view. Mm. It's never, ever... Um, written like that yeah, and that talks about in my section where mm-hmm. they're trying to ha- hide the reality behind one good thing about the world yes like one person that did whoa this huge thing mm-hmm. like i saved this many people yeah um that this like whole thing about like um writing history then it's not um that ties in with my last section it's called just forgetting um and it's about how there are unjust ways of forgetting forgetting the past and forgetting history and one of those unjust ways is writing history as a guise of reconciliation or just plain out ignoring the past and you know that especially being in school you know we see it a lot in like history textbooks and I find that super interesting how us as an ethnic lit class you know we kind of see now oh there's only white people yeah. writing this! Yeah. 
for history textbooks, especially the downside for purely people who are mm-hmm. white writing our history textbooks yes. is that leaves out the minority group completely. Because most of the time, not saying every single white person isn't like you know well rounded mm-hmm. eth- ethnically, but most of the time they just cut out you know like a lot of slavery mm-hmm. points are cut out. Yeah. A lot of like yeah. I know Asian American points are cut out. Like mm-hmm. it's mostly about the oh the white people won the war. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They write textbooks to make it seem like America is the best country. Mm-hmm. Or not just America, but like um european or eurocentric countries i would say um yeah and that also kind of goes with um the reference in our book from the white name white man's burden like that reference Mm -hmm. in um in the section of on powerful memory um and how that excerpt can affect so many people's mindsets on different ethnic groups like Vietnamese or the Koreans or the Filipinos even, uh-huh. you know? And I think it's interesting because we we as, an, we as in a society, you know, um, we should be more ethnically aware of, like, inhumanity, like, bad things and h- humanly good, you know? Yeah. Um, it leads to, like, this really complex understanding of just, like, knowing who you are and like your own identity so all of this stuff like the stigma that um maybe like history books or just say um anyone from just a single story like has a viewpoint on you like Mm -hmm. just solidifying your own identity just to (sighs) also (sighs) you know (laughs) i did like seeing filipino in the book like, I don't know. I don't usually see myself. In I really I liked how, yeah, I thought it was super cool, too. Um, mm, I also liked how uh, our author talked about how we have to realize we're not in a utopian-like mm-hmm. world. Because, yeah. as you can see, oh my goodness, we are... He basically pointed out everything that's wrong with how we see things. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's really interesting because I really like how gives you more perspective so you're not just looking at the world in a narrow point of view you're not just because even if you didn't experience that war or you didn't experience that pressure of being in a war um it's good to remember like that there's a broader view yeah it's good it's good to consider all Mm -hmm. those perspectives of something exactly wow that was a lot of book talk. Yeah. A lot of book talk. <laughs> but you know what? We got to a main conclusion about, you know, it's good to see perspectives and it's good to see what factors to look out for, you know, in looking at perspectives. Mm-hmm. For sure. <sighs> wow. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for yeah, listening, you. listening to the MAC podcast with Michaela Mata. Alyssa Cabrera. Peace out. Peace out, homies. Thank you so much for listening to us talk nonstop for 20-ish minutes. Tune in next week for another episode as we venture into what makes something truly evil. Follow us on Twitter at MACCast and on Instagram at MACPodcast to get more updates as well. This was the MAC Podcast with Michaela, Alyssa, and Sydney. Peace out.